Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends, welcome to level 92 of Laugh It Up Fuzzball. Yes, it's Friday. And yes, I keep getting these episodes up later and later, but excuses, you know what they say. They're like bungholes, right? Everybody's got one and they all stink. Well, boy, do I have a bunghole for you. Yes, we're up late, but at least there's an episode better Nathan Lever, as some of my friends say, but yeah, I graduated, graduated school, but courtesy of that, I literally spent an entire week just focusing on some primary sources about some amazing female mystics from the medieval period. If you want to actually read some really interesting examples of agency in the medieval, maybe debunk your thoughts of just of a, a male-centered, a male-dominated ecclesiastical authority in the time of 1000 AD to 1500 AD, read, read about read about some very interesting examples of religiosity. But hey, this is not a geek history lesson. In fact, there's an entire great podcast that does all superhero history lessons. And I guess maybe someday I could actually do a fun history podcast. But today's not the day. Lots of lots of craziness. Internet's been wonky in the uh, in the apartment actually technically it says my internet doesn't work but i found i found it let me go to the laugh it up fuzzball page uh, that i do through squarespace and it looks like i can be able to put up a podcast so i'm like all right what you're gonna get is me random wookie just talking about whatever we're not doing neg- normal segments i don't even know how long this is gonna last because at some point i gotta go jump in the shower and go to work but yeah we're just we're gonna talk about whatever I guess I can just go out there and say I'll probably put it up on the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs page too. I think the moratorium on spoilers is over. Um, I I think it's it's been enough time, especially now that Deadpool 2's out this weekend and then Solo's coming out. Of course, there'll be spoiler-free periods for those. I'm not going to do an entire Infinity War spoiler podcast. I'd like to have Blue or Danny on or both of them just to just to talk all of our thoughts about Infinity War. Maybe we I think Danny said he wants to go see it one more time before he talks about it. But uh, that means any news that might relate to spoilers for Infinity War will be here. And in fact, the very first little news thing they're talking about, because while this isn't exactly flavor of the geek or geek news, there is some geek news that I wrote down, which will flesh out some content. And then next week, I'll uh, catch up on all the television that I've watched and a whole stack of comics. Wow, I'm looking looking down at my floor next to where I'm recording and I've got probably like 12, 24, maybe like 36 to 40 something comics that I could actually talk about and I have time to read and I plan to start reading a Star Wars book which I might actually finish before the next time I record. So yeah, lots of lots of printed medium, although comics are a visual medium. Lots of stuff to talk about and even more geek news on my phone, on my little show notes, if you will. But let's just get started. I'm, I'm, I'm like, man, I don't even think I'm going to be able to get uh, enough content out there. And we're already like almost four minutes in and I'm just rambling. But welcome. Thanks for coming back. Congratulations to me. I got my I got my Bachelor of Arts in History and I had another birthday rotated around the sun a whole nother year. Had a really good time. And uh, I decorated my room some more. And uh, yeah, I'm just 
being being a geek and enjoying and ready for a summer of no school, a summer of just uh, work and uh, free time being mine to do whatever I want to do with it. And that that sounds wunderbar, wunderbar, friends. It sounds amazing. But the first little news story just to talk about uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely who were the writers for uh, Avengers Infinity War, they actually warned that Avengers 4, that uh, the deaths that happen, and I, I guess I won't say at this point who dies, but people do die, they could be permanent. And they, in quote, we broke your heart, and now we're going to blow your mind. That's from Christopher Marcus. And they also said that the second movie is not going to be Infinity Gauntlet. And who knows when we're going to get the title of that. Although I did, I think I saw something from Kevin Feige where he said, the spoilery quality of the title of the second movie, Avengers 4, is not going to be as spoilery if you saw Infinity War. And I guess that makes sense. But if you hadn't seen it and it just came out, you'd be like, what the what? So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm just imagining Kevin Feige. All we are is dust in the wind. <laughs> oh, oh, my <laughs> podcast friends. I don't feel so good, but <laughs> oh, oh, Jiminy Crickets. I actually uh, recently rewatched Black Panther. It came out on video, and uh, I treated myself for my birthday. You know, hey, shirty, shirty, it's your sherbert day. It's sherbert day. It's sherbert day. I don't know. My friend Autumn sent me that. It's sherbert day. So, hey, shoddy, it's sherbert day. <laughs> and it was uh, sherbert day for me. Although I didn't eat any sherbet, I had a really delicious uh, chocolate peanut butter pie made by my beautiful Heather, and enjoyed some time with my kiddos, saw all my kiddos, whether it was on Skype or physically, got to hug them and love them, and things are good, but I watched Black Panther, getting back to my point, bought it on the Blu-ray, and uh, I was like, I wonder if I'm going to like this movie, you know, because at first, I, I really, really enjoyed the movie, I did, but it don't, it doesn't, I don't rank it, like, as high as other people, and I, I don't know what, but I, I watched it, actually, I had it playing while I was working on a, uh, one of my last essays for California History, and uh, wasn't wasn't really drawn to it, but then again, I was really focused on like getting that last final essay done, just so school would be over. And uh, but then I watched it a third time. It was me, Heather, and then my roommates, Arvin, Arvin and Kayla. And uh, man, I you know I actually think I really enjoyed the movie a heck of a lot more the second time that I saw it. Blue Blue might have been right. See it again. I don't know if Danny told me to do that too. Really enjoyed it. I, I don't know where it ranks. I think it, it hits my hits my top 10, but I'm not sure that it's in my top 5. In fact, I think I'm, I'm thinking about doing an episode just where I make a couple friends come on and we just do our top 10 of uh, of Marvel movies and defend them and talk about them. But it's, it's really good. But what, I guess what I wanted to talk about was there's this really great moment with Shuri. And I guess spoilers for Black Panther if you haven't seen it. But Shuri, uh, there's there's a, a moment where you don't really believe that T'Challa is dead, but you know I, I guess some people might. <laughs> but you know Shuri is is in the mountain tribe with Mbaku and uh, all the people that that worship Hanuman. You know the one tribe, the sort of the outsiders, and Mbaku is great. Ooh ooh, that's what he say to me. He tell me as a colonizer just to shut my mouth, <laughs> and he'd be okay. Although, you know, white gorilla man who's actually uh, African versus uh, big giant Wookiee. It could be, could be a fun thing, although, although I think that guy's bigger than me. So it might be my heart that would persevere in that battle. But Shuri happens to have the, the awesome, you know, panther claw necklace 
that that turns into the Black Panther suit through like nanotechnology or whatever it is. But uh, I actually was like, man, why why does she have that? It could you're like, oh, that seems too convenient. But just talking to Heather and Kayla, it's such a great moment because literally Shuri was prepared to to put on the Black Panther outfit and defend Wakanda. I'm I'm 100% convinced of it. And I just think it's a really neat little moment that was in the movie. There's there's lots of, that movie is so beautiful and stunning and gorgeous and it, it's just a really really well done movie. It does I do think it has some flaws, but uh this is I guess isn't the place to talk about it. I think I'd actually really love to have somebody that's a super defender, maybe my friend Cat or somebody come on and we could just go through and talk about the movie. But uh, yeah, it uh, it just it, it was good. I really liked the Shuri moment where she was ready to be the Black Panther, and I'm hoping, really hoping with Infinity War that uh, that we'll get to see Shuri as the Black Panther. I think that would be supremely righteous. So I guess that's why I bring it up. I also I was listening to an episode of the Nerdist, and it was just really funny. Chris Hard- Hardwick actually uh, referenced Deadpool the movies as superhero South Park. And I just thought that was really interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing Deadpool 2. Might actually go see it tonight with Heather. Not quite certain. And maybe I'll just throw up a real quick uh, non-spoiler review as a bonus. Just because uh, I'm not sure how long this episode's going to be. But yeah, Deadpool is sort of like Superhero South Park. Which explains why a lot of people like it. Why I enjoy it sometimes. And uh, yeah, we'll see how, how good Deadpool 2 is. I've heard uh, I've actually heard some mixed reviews coming out. But my buddy Sparrow just said, see it, the end, period. So, uh, yeah, and oh my goodness, the, uh, the media campaign for, for Deadpool, I think I put it up on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, why do, do the people who have been advertising this movie not do more, do more to, to advertise every movie? I mean, I guess it's because their sense of humor is a, a bit, uh, a bit adult, but they just... Such hilarious stuff. I don't think I actually put up the video of the Celine Di- the Celine Dion song that they did, but the look up Deadpool Celine Dion if you haven't seen it. It's so great, Celine Celine Weenie. I guess <laughs> that's not, I, I never called her that. That's actually what I call one of my friends named Celine. Anyways, uh, yeah, they're singing a beautiful song and then Deadpool and all all his. Uh, just Deadpoolness and dancing around in high heels, and I really hope that was Ryan Reynolds doing that dancing. And it just—it's a great juxtaposition of serious, and then the irreverent humor that is Deadpool. And then I did put up an amazing, amazing video of David Beckham and Deadpool advertising the movie. That is just so good. So good. So, oh wow, uh, David Beckham. I, uh, I, I'm not like a crazy uh, soccer fan, but I, I definitely know who he is because he was one of the best soccer fans ever, or soccer players ever. And uh, of course, you know, Deadpool made a joke on him in the first movie, and then they they use that, and it's it's just done so great. And just the posters that you know say from the studio that killed Wolverine are just magic and their their media campaign for the first movie was so memorable and amazing and it's good to see that they're doing they're doing good things too there's that flash dance poster where he's like leaned back with all the bullets falling on him instead of water and it uh it's just good and then there's a video i haven't seen it yet but people have been talking about where he's dressed uh, all in the pink deadpool outfit so yeah it's it's just lovely 
oh man, and that movie's out, and everybody can enjoy it, and hopefully, hopefully it's really good. Uh, we'll see. It's really hard to make a sequel for a movie, so we'll see if they can live up to the magic that was the first Deadpool movie. Ryan Reynolds actually uh, has talked about a Deadpool three, and while he does not think that there's going to be a Deadpool three. He, uh, he does think that there's going to be X-Force movies. There's lots of people talking about, you know, if Disney does get get all the Fox properties, you know, that means they get Deadpool 2. And is there room for Deadpool and his R-rated humor in the Disney world? And while, while I hope that there is, and I know that in the past Disney has had companies that do R-rated movies and the like, uh, who knows? But I do think... I actually think that the X-Force movies are a way for them to keep Deadpool going around and uh, and still fit them into the Disney world. I think uh, maybe that's why they push so hard to have the entire team in in Deadpool 2. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all how it all shakes out. Uh, there's other news. Marvel's Black Widow, you know, getting a movie. And apparently it has met with over 65 directing candidates. And I actually heard this news like a week ago, so by now, who knows how many directing candidates they've met. I mean, that's a lot of people, but that does mean that they're uh, they're taking it seriously and they want to make sure that they find the right director to do a Black Widow movie. And that means that a Black Widow movie is is even closer to happening. And I'm sure Scar jo is very excited, and I'm sure lots of other ladies in the Marvel Universe are excited. <laughs> and speaking of uh, ladies... Who should be excited? Uh, when I was when I was a younger Wookiee and my oldest uh, K was was a much younger Ewok fuzzball, we used to watch this show called Dora the Explorer, Explorer I guess not Ruh, <laughs> but used to watch it and and her and and the map he's the map he's the map he's the map he's the map and then Boots the monkey the monkey who wore boots so his name was Boots yes yes it's very literal. But we used to watch that. In fact, I was really mad when uh, Diego came out because I'm like, what they're telling little girls is it's not good enough to be a little girl. The little boys can do it too, and I don't like it. Door is enough. Door is enough. Well, apparently, Isabella Monet, or Moner, M-O-N-E-R, uh, who you may know from the last Transformers movie, which I have not seen, but you, if you remember an episode of Blue, lamenting and lambasting that movie, she uh, was the young girl in the movie, and she has been cast as Dora the Explorer in a live action film so yes if you were a fan of dora the explorer apparently there is going to be a live action film there was a really funny uh, trailer that was made for a fake dora the explorer movie and uh, i remember really enjoying it but yeah we're, we're gonna get a live action dora the explorer and apparently uh this girl isabella monet did a halloween last year she dressed as Dora the Explorer, and I have not seen the image yet. I don't know if it's risque or just right on point. But yeah, there you go. We also got Peter Jackson apparently weighing the options between doing a DC superhero movie or another Lord of the Rings series. And uh, I find that really interesting. A, that Peter Jackson would be considering doing another three movies or an entire television series about about people that walk. Or maybe he actually would just concentrate on the battle scenes and do something cool there. Uh, I think, yeah, I like Peter Jackson's style. I enjoy King Kong. His King Kong still ranks as one of my favorite movies. Of course, I'm also a big giant fan of Giant Fuzzy Hominids, so that might have something to do with it. But I, I thought that movie was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I, oh man, Dead Alive is a great movie. OG Peter Jackson. And neither one of those movies really have anything to do with the DC superhero movie. But uh, I, I think that could be interesting. 
you know, I was actually thinking of his name and I'm like, which property would I want him to mess with and give him the Justice League Dark, you know, the 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 Swamp Thing and Etrigan and Constantine and Zatanna. That that could be fun. I think he might actually do something really interesting there with uh, with the Justice League Dark. Uh, but we'll see, you know, he's probably going to go where the money goes and his Weta, Weta company does all the effects. Probably Lord of the Rings is, is the world he wants to stay in. I mean, parts of New Zealand still are Hobbiton and all the things that he made for those Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies. I uh, I enjoy those movies, but it's not something that I just go to and watch all the time. You know, that's, that's just me. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll, of course, more news as it comes. We've got Joe Russo, more Infinity War spoilers, I guess, just throwing it out there. We've got him confirming the fan Soulstone theory for the end of the movie. So at the end of the movie, when there is a moment with Thanos and Gamora, and people are saying that, you know, there's a character stuck in the Soulstone. Yes, yes, he's he's confirmed, confirmed that, that theory for everybody. Also, just James Gunn tweeting the last line for Groot and it was him saying dead quote dead end quote to rocket and ouch oh my heart is heavy wow that uh that was oh man crazy wowza ooza yeah deep deep goodness but uh yeah I I really enjoyed rocket and Groot and Thor so much in uh in Infinity War they were really good and in fact uh I'd loaned my copy of uh, Thor Ragnarok to one of my friends and it's been gone for a month and I realized how often I've been watching Thor Ragnarok me and Heather watched it and then I watched it again <laughs> it's it's so good and um uh, Oh man, I I just love I love Thor Ragnarok. It ranks, it's definitely it's up in my top three, and it it, it might might even be higher. I just love the movie. I think the rewatchability of the movie is just so damn good, and uh, it's it's just it's really fun. And I really I think I have a new favorite quote for whenever somebody says they're gonna do something and they're positive. You just say that's exactly what Doug used to say. See you later, new Doug. <laughs> So, oh man, that's how I felt when I was going to take my last final. I'm like, I'm going to kick this final in the face like Captain America. And I just imagine Korg being like, that's exactly what Doug used to say. See you later, new Doug. <laughs> but uh, this Doug did good. I know I'm, I'm definitely going to be graduating. I'm going to be wearing my fancy robes next Wednesday and uh, being proud of myself for being a, a graduation guy. Yeah, learned learned myself good in school. But Thor Ragnarok, if you haven't rewatched it again, oh my goodness, just do it. Do it. We've got a news for the DC streaming service. Uh, it's going to, I don't know if it's already launched or if it's launching soon, uh, but lots of shows and, and reasons to maybe spend your money on this extra show. I've actually heard rumors that they're, they might make comics available through this DC streaming universe. And uh, if they do that, I'm sorry, I'm going to spend my, I'm not sorry, I'm going to spend my money to get access to comics. I would. But uh, shows, Titans, uh, they've got Young Justice Season 3. Also, Doom Patrol has just recently been talked about as a show because they're so happy with the way Doom Patrol ended up in their episodes of Titans. Harley Quinn uh, animated potentially with Margot Robbie. Uh, James Wan Swamp Thing series. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited by that. You know, I think, uh, yeah, that could be done really, really well. And uh, and whatever else they do, access to, you know, old shows like Lois and Clark or Smallville 
or anything they've done in the past. You know, the OG Superman movies, the OG Batman movies. Oh, it could be really good. We'll see when it actually comes out and what actually is available and what they say, what the price point is. But uh, And then new shows, like, that's, that's really cool. It's indeed really, really cool. And uh, I think, uh, I think uh, yeah, I think that could be really good. We've also got uh, just a rumor that maybe Jamie Foxx is the actor that is going to be playing Spawn in the new uh, Todd McFarlane remake. Of course, you know, Todd McFarlane has said that Spawn's not actually going to talk. And uh, that would mean he's just going to be wearing a suit, per se. I don't know if we're going to see him uh, with his mask off, but... Yeah, there, there's, that's a bet, man. I mean, Todd McFarlane's making this with a Bloomhouse Studios, and it's not going to be for tons of money. And uh, we'll see which actors they can get just based on the price point and what they can pay them. But uh, I think that could be really cool. I think uh, I think that would show a lot, a lot of coolness if uh, Jamie Foxx was that interested in being involved in the movie. And yeah, I, uh, Jamie Foxx is a great actor. Uh, I still, whenever I see him, I think of his glory days and in living color. But that that's not a... That's not anything against him. What else we got? We've got uh, behind-the-scenes images, you know, because Captain Marvel is shooting in L.A. There's everybody with a with a damn camera out there, you know, taking images of everything that's going on. And, of course, they, uh, they, they've gotten more images of, of uh, Captain Marvel, the, the titular female. Oh, that sounds bad. Don't say titular female superhero, even though you, you mean the word the way it's supposed to. That's just not the right way. The uh, amazing, one of the most powerful superheroes in the Marvel Universe. They've got some images of her fighting on top of a train in L.A. if you want to look for them online. We've got uh, Simon Kinberg saying that the script for Gambit is ready and uh, he is still deciding who is going to be in the X-Force film, which seems silly because they already have all the X-Force characters from Deadpool 2. So, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, script for Gambit's ready. <laughs> That's fine. If nobody wants to pick it up or touch it, then uh, you're still not getting your Gambit movie and there's still all the Disney Fox stuff. And Gambit is my favorite X-Men. I, I've loved him ever since the uh, the animated days. Yeah. Oh, man, I love Gambit. So uh, apparently there's a script that is ready. And uh, while he was busy getting that script ready, he wasn't figuring out who was going to be in the X-Force film. So uh, there you go. Thanks for the news, Simon Kimberg. Uh, we've got the Russo brothers, you know, who amazingly did Infinity War and Civil War, well, Captain America Civil War and the Winter Soldier. Just uh, these amazing powerhouse brother team doing their amazing Marvel stuff. And they're, they're, they're do, dropping little hints about excitement of bringing X-Men and the Fantastic Four to the MCU. And of course, because a lot of us are really excited. I'm, I'm more excited for the Fantastic Four than the X-Men, but that doesn't mean that I'm not excited by the X-Men. I just think, uh, I just want some good Fantastic Four action on the big screen. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, yes, yes, please. I just can't wait for this, like, Disney Fox thing to be done with. You know, there's all the rumors that Comcast might uh, outbid them with cash, and hopefully that doesn't happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't get any say in all of this business stuff. I also have heard that there's some sort of clause with Disney that if somebody does outbid them, that the company that sells to someone else actually loses the rights to all the Marvel properties. So it might not even matter if they get all the Fox, you know, the the empire that is Fox, 
they may still get all the Marvel stuff. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. But yeah, it, it'd be so good. Let's see, let's see X Men done the Marvel Cinematic Universe way, the Marvel Studios way, and get some great Fantastic Four. They've already proven that they can do amazing cosmicy stuff. So please, 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 Silver Surfer. Thank you. Um, Netflix, if you haven't seen the new trailer, the season two trailer for Luke Cage, go online and check it out. It is good. Uh, Danny once said, you know, the first season of Luke Cage made him feel like a, a proud black man. And I imagine that he feels the same way after seeing this second trailer. I've heard news from the guys, uh, the people that have done Luke Cage, them saying that they actually realized that, that you know why some people didn't like the first season. I'm not one of them. I really enjoyed the first season, but they, they realized that they sort of made two different seasons and put them together and that that was one of their considerations while they were working on the, the second season and that they fixed it. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I, uh, I really, that trailer looks great. The show looks great. I'm excited for it. It comes out in June and uh, I don't have any school, so I'm going to get to enjoy me some Luke Cage. And I'm going to binge the hell out of it and enjoy it. But that takes me to a piece of news that just has me crazy excited. Bill and Ted face the music. You're like, wait, <clears throat> I've never seen that movie. Right, because none of us have. Because Bill and Ted 3, which is going to be called Face the Music, is officially in pre-production. Yes, we are officially getting the return of the Wild Stallions in a third movie with Bill and Ted as, as older men. Men that have kids of their own. And uh, and just uh, just doing their Bill and Tedness. There's a full plot that has been revealed by the creators that you can find online. I've actually not read it because I don't want to be spoiled by this movie. I'm just so excited to see a third Bill and Ted come out. I want to see. I want to see. Uh, I want to see my guys. I want to see Bill. Bill. Uh, William Preston. Ted. Ted. William Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. Uh, I want to see them. I don't know who would play the Rufus role, if they're even going to have a Rufus role of sorts. Uh, I don't don't know what the future looks like. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, they, I just know that it it could be. It should be. It hopefully will be as amazing as I want it to. Bill and Ted, their excellent adventure was one of my favorite movies when I was young. A movie I watched all the time. In fact, I went with my friend Peter when it came out. I don't even know how old I was, but we were young. And his mom, Muriel, and my mom went. And they both were talking about how dumb the movie was. While me and Peter air guitared and enjoyed how much fun we had watching that movie. And uh, I still say so crates to this day. Uh, if somebody says send them to the Iron, Mood, Iron Maiden, I will say excellent. If they say execute me, I will say bogus. And uh, yeah, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey uh, was is a great, great, great sequel. Station, Station, and <laughs> Bill and Ted face the music. Yes, please. Yes, please. There's been rumors of a Bill and Ted three. It's it's been talked about by the actors. And uh, it's so great that it's actually going to happen. And in <clears throat> in the department of movies that I never thought were going to happen, that are apparently Jack Black has reported that the Tenacious D Pick a Destiny movie is getting a sequel. Sequel, and I've actually heard September of this year as a date. I don't know if that's when it starts uh, filming or pre-production or if they've already filmed the darn thing and it's coming out. 
We've got uh, Margot Robbie talking about an R-rated Birds of Prey movie. So not only does she want to do a Birds of Prey movie, but she wants it to be R-rated. So Birds of Prey, you know, get a little Harley Quinn. <clears throat> Excuse me, got something stuck in my throat today. Barbara Gordon and uh, and Batwoman and whoever else. I uh, can't off the top of my head. I'm sort of drawing a blank. Four Birds of Prey, not a comic that I actually watched a lot, but I, I can see in my head all of the all the characters. Actually, I didn't do any research. I grabbed the microphone and was like, crap, let me record for, for close to an hour and just get something up so that I have an episode this week and you guys don't say that I cheated you. Although not having internet has really been a challenge because I sort of need internet to put something up on, onto the interwebs. But anyways, Margot Robbie, who, who everybody liked as Harley Quinn, or a lot of people liked as Harley Quinn, talking about an R-rated Birds of Prey movie. So there you go. <clears throat> you may uh, you may get your uh, your more Margot Robbie if that's something that you're interested in. We've got uh, oh I I don't want to talk more about the Comcast Disney merger. I already talked about that. Uh, we got the Russos confirming that the trailer run towards the camera group shot that included the Hulk uh, was was made up just for the trailer. That's right, just like in Thor Ragnarok, there were some images of Thor with two eyes. That uh that were there to to hide a plot point, uh yeah they they not only make great movies but they sometimes create things for trailers just so you don't know what's going on and that shot is an amazing shot of uh all our heroes running towards the camera and uh, cool cool way to go Marvel way to go Marvel uh and then oh you know I guess I should have talked about this when I talked about the Gambit script being ready but uh the director of kong school island who is jordan voight roberts has said that he's up for directing gambit so uh there you go we've got a script that's ready by simon kimberg and we got jordan voight roberts from kong school island which is a movie that i really really enjoyed i love the piss out of it uh, ready to direct it so yeah come on just uh, pull the pull the trigger guys just uh just make it happen. If uh, you don't follow the Instagrams or the tweets, Zack Snyder actually revealed the picture that he took of Henry Cavill that got him the the part of Superman in Man of Steel. So you can uh, look that up online. We also have the first trailer released for Shane Black's Predator reboot. Um, I I don't know how I feel after seeing this trailer. I, uh, I yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched it and I was like, okay. Sure, uh, probably a movie I'll go see, but it didn't. It wasn't anything that got me excited. I'm I'm interested what other people think. Uh, maybe maybe I just watched it when I first woke up in the morning a couple days ago, so it doesn't doesn't mean that it's bad. I just sort of was like, oh okay, yeah. Uh, I actually was was more interested in there's a red band trailer that went up for uh, the Happy Time Murders, which if you don't know about the Happy Time Murders, it is basically. A uh, bunch of the guys that do Muppets and, and characters like that. And uh, they they made an R-rated uh, Muppet movie. And oh my goodness. It, uh, ooh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's, it's an R-rated trailer for sure. I uh, was excited by this movie. But I don't think I, I realized what we might actually be getting. And uh, Melissa McCarthy is uh, the human character that, that is alongside a uh, Muppet detective. And 
wow, it it's it it looks like it could be really funny, but it it's a lot darker than I was expecting. I was just like watching that trailer, like wow. But that's a movie that me and my buddy Sean talked about being excited for quite a bit. So it's certainly a movie that I want to go see in theaters. And uh, yeah, look up Red Band trailer for Happy Time Murders, and if you want, look up the Shane Black Predator trailer if you want. Um, Avengers Infinity War, if you haven't seen it, by golly, it's setting all the records, already setting records in China, uh, could be the, the first summer blockbuster to make $2 billion, and uh, apparently it's already like the fifth fifth highest grossing movie of all time, and uh, it's just making all, all the money, all the money, it's... Uh, it, yeah, people love it. It's a good movie. It was shot really well, and it is the Empire Strikes Back of uh, of the Avengers movies. Even though it's not the the second movie, I guess. Uh, I guess for people that hate uh, Age of Ultron, that would make that one of the uh, Ewok movies. <laughs> Although I love them Ewok movies, I don't know. I don't know how it all shakes out, but uh, yeah. It, oh man, it's uh, it's just. Uh, it's just a great movie, and it deserves all the uh, the accolades and money, and uh, it guarantees that you're going to be getting more Avengers movies from Disney, for sure, because uh, people like money, and uh, yeah, yeah, Avengers Infinity War is great. In the Marvel world, we still uh, got casting, is, which seems weird, because Captain Marvel is already filming, but apparently Annette Bening joined the cast, and is going to be playing a character, so Annette Bening's a great actor, so yeah. That uh, that is that's really good news, right? And uh, I guess, wow, it's sort of all the all the news that I threw I threw down for uh, one day. I'm, there, I'm sure there's more that I could find to talk about, but uh, I just wanted to get a an episode up for everybody. I have I have watched episodes of Supergirl and Flash and Arrow and Agents of Shield, Legion and and Westworld and Handmaid's Tale and Krypton. I've even watched some. Uh, into the Badlands, and I watched some Gotham. I did. I watched. I watched some Gotham. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, there's going to be lots of TV on the next episode, provided that my internet is working the way I would like it to. Um, I guess. Oh yeah, there's some uh, Star Wars stuff that I could talk about. There's uh, six new Forces of Destiny shorts. Oh man, they're really good too. They came out on May the fourth, but uh, there's one called Chopper and Friends. Which is great. It's hair and chopper and Ewok gunners fighting above the Endor forest. You know, never underestimate the value of murder bears. One called Monster Misunderstanding. Giant sea beasts on Naboo. Padme unraveling. Why one would stray from the planet core. <laughs> Just awesomeness. One called Art History with Sabine and her little bro Tristan. Uh, and involving a statue of Jedi Tarvisla, we've got Porgs exclamation mark, which is Chewy and nesting Porgs. I think enough said there. We've got Perilous Pursuit, Finn and Rey Starkiller base scene, which explains her wearing his jacket. Um, there's those who fly and those who shoot, and it's really good. Traps and Tribulations. You get Leia and Luke with Ewoks and the Gorax from Caravan of Courage. Yes, the second time I've mentioned the Ewok movies in one podcast. Wow, it does not even begin to describe my excitement. And there's a great lightsaber moment to boot for Leia, plus Wicket and Nisa. And the latter was also in that earlier episode with the Ewoks. If that name Nisa doesn't ring a bell, then you never got to enjoy the Ewoks cartoons as a child. And I'm sorry for you. And the last one is a disarming lesson. Ezra getting a, a very intense lightsaber lesson from Ahsoka. 
So yeah, those those are really good. Check them out. They're free online, two and a half minutes. If you've got Wii ones, it is a great way to introduce them to Star Wars stuff. The the animated style is very distinct, but not it's very nice. I like it. There's a that means there's been two seasons, and I think altogether there's like twenty to thirty two and a half minute shorts that you could show your kids. You could handpick the ones that that you want to watch so yeah we've got john favreau john favreau every time i think of, i i want to say the brett Favre jokes from there's something about mary whenever i have a uh, john favreau's name uh but he's revealed the timeline for a star wars television show uh seven years after return of the jedi is what what i heard although i heard another person say that it's going to be seven years after a new hope so that still puts it after after uh, Return of the Jedi, you know, but yeah, they're they're, they're going to be filling that gap between Episode 6 and Episode 7, which is a really great place to put it. You know, you've got 20 to 30 years there to, to talk about stuff. It doesn't mean you're going to get a show that covers all of it. Uh, all, all new characters, I'm sure. Although hopefully we'll see some really cool cameos. And then uh, he also revealed that there's like six scripts of that show that have already been written. So I don't know how many it's going to be. Uh, the show's most likely going to be on this uh, Disney streaming service. It'll be opening sometime in 2019. And uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, what else? We've got early box office records for Solo, A Star Wars Story, showing it may potentially set a Memorial Day record uh, that would be over Pirates of the Caribbean World's End, which made $139 million dollars. Uh, so they're they're saying that you know they're foreshadowing that it may make more than 139 million dollars. That would actually be more than Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which is not to be confused with Rouge One, which is a whole different story about cosmetics set with me and Danny in the Max Factor building when we went to go see the Batman exhibit <laughs> in the Hollywood Museum. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm just being a nerd and vamping and, and filling up podcast space um but yeah you know so it, it han solo could could make all the money and i'm so damn excited we are it's friday so i'm less than a week away from from getting to see this movie i think uh chewbacca is gonna steal a show i think it's gonna be great and uh that's enough for me i'm a fuzzball i want to see i want to see some great uh, Chewbacca stuff with Jonas Suatamo, who uh, is is the new man behind the behind the Wookie, and uh, yeah, really excited. Uh, if you didn't see, you know, of course, I talked about Infinity War making all the money, and I guess it's a tradition that if you're the movie <clears throat> that set the set the record before, that the the director that had the previous record sends you a letter saying congratulations. Uh, although you know, right now it's just Disney passing it back and forth. The previous record holder was was uh, Lucasfilm with with The Force Awakens, you know, making 147 million dollars in in its opening. And of course, Infinity War made 158, which is 258. <clears throat> excuse me, 258, 247 and 258. But Lucasfilm went on its Twitter to congratulate Marvel Studios, and although they're both owned by Disney, they are two different film studio companies. Uh, to to say congratulations, it's a picture of Ray handing a lightsaber to Iron Man, just their hands. Uh, but what I really loved about this this tweet from Lucasfilm is that there were other images of congratulatory letters. Uh, George Lucas getting one from Steven Spielberg when Star Wars beat Jaws. I love that one so much that I put it up on my Instagram. You can't see it at Wookie Riot. That's W O O K I E E R I O T. 
but yeah, it's it's R two D two fishing for Jaws, really good. And then there was another letter. It was a vice versa when E T the extraterrestrial took the spot from Star Wars. There was a a letter. It had all the Star Wars characters with E T up on their shoulder shoulders congratulating him as the hero. So really really neat little things you could find those on land. Take a take a look at all of the amazingness please uh there are rumors that uh the ewan mcgregor obi-wan movie is back that it's gonna be the 2020 movie as referenced before and uh it might even already be in pre-production uh but of course then there's also talks of a lando movie and maybe that's something that i could talk about longer and more in another in another episode of the podcast um and then apparently june uh, coming up is going to be a big announcement for uh downloadable content the dlc for battlefront 2 uh there's potential spoilers online if you can't wait for the official stuff i don't play battlefront 2 so i didn't dig in all of it but i like to keep you all informed i know dan the history man and my buddy kareem play it uh both of them rampaged as ewoks in the dark so uh yeah if you're curious, look it up. Also on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, I put up a really funny video of Chewbacca putting together a Lego Millennium Falcon. And uh, that that really made my heart good. There's a, a, an excellent, excellent image of uh, Chewie covered in Legos, which is uh, really, really great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's 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 good. It's good when there's funny geek stuff. I really, I really think uh, there's great stuff. I put up a, just scrolling through Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, there's a Build-A-Bear. Apparently, you can have a stuffed Millennium Falcon that you can put Chewbacca in. I don't even know why I want it so much, but I do. And then Arvin actually put up a hockey crossover geeky jersey. So the image is of a, a Thanos jersey to be the Titans, but there's a whole bunch of different geek jerseys you can get if you're a big fan of hockey. I, I'm a big fan of hockey. I have lots of hockey jerseys. My uh, next hockey jersey I really want to get, I want to officially get the Fat Man Kevin Smith hockey jersey because I'm a, a big, big fan of him and the work that he does. There's a David Beckham trailer. Uh, somebody, Arvin, put up top 10 characters who have defeated Thanos, a funny Harry Potter picture from Ryan, and uh, I put up a hilarious rap recapping all of the Marvel movies up to Infinity War, and then... Uh, somebody, oh, Luke Cage season two, the trailer is up there on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, and uh, an image of Tony Stark holding baby T'Challa, and, and so much more. Laugh It Up Fuzzballs is a great Facebook group. Uh, it is a private group you ask to join, but then then you, you get on. You ask, and we say yes. Uh, I Really, if you're a fan of the podcast and you're on there, send out invites to all your friends. You know, we have 403 members now. We jumped up from 280-something, and uh, I'd love to see that number get bigger and bigger to see everybody talking about all their geek stuff that uh that really would be great but i think uh, i think we're gonna wrap up this episode of laugh at a fuzzball it'll be a little shorter one it'll be less than an hour although i think i'm looking at the bar we're already at like almost 43 minutes so that's good enough just some geeky news some stuff to tide you over get an episode up and we'll talk about so much more what's really exciting is the summer of guests is upon us i've already had a lot of people say that they are, are highly interested in coming on and talking on the podcast. And as I can uh, facilitate that, I'm definitely going to have it happen. I uh, just really, I love I love having other voices on a lot. I got some really great compliments about that episode with my mom. 
Uh, I told her last night actually, and she really she really enjoyed that people liked it so much, and uh, I did. I, it was a joy to record, and I'm glad people enjoyed listening to it. And uh, just thanks for thank you for being a friend. Just uh, thanks thanks for being a podcast listener and and dealing with uh, all my madness. And uh, yeah, so uh, we'll uh, I, I encourage you to stay classy. Thanks for stopping by. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. And, uh, yeah, do all the things. LaughItUpFuzzball.net is the website. LaughItUpFuzzballPodcast at gmail.com is a great way you can email me at WookieRiot on Twitter and Instagram. The LaughItUpFuzzball's Facebook group. And uh, however however you do it. But thank you. Thank you for being a podcast friend. And uh, I'm going to go out there and do all the amazing things and enjoy this next solar orbit around the sun. And that, that's exactly what Doug used to say. See you later, new Doug. TTFN. Wookie out.